Hey guys, welcome back to the Faith in Christ podcast. I'm Yasmin, and I know it's been a while since I posted my intro for this podcast, and I'm finally getting the first official episode up for you guys, which is going to be on convictions. I'm actually thinking for the time being that I'm going to be doing one episode a month kind of thing. I do have some projects I'm also working on on the side. And I'm also a stay-at-home mom, so I'm always with my baby, always busy with him. So that is what I'm planning on doing. Maybe in the future, I'll do more more frequently, but this is just what I feel like it's going to work for me for now. So with that being said, let's go ahead and start with the topic on convictions. So when you think of convictions, you kind of think of like a convict or like someone's been convicted. They are guilty of something. I'm going to de- try to define it using some words from As For Me and My House podcast. They are amazing. I highly recommend them, but they define conviction as conviction means more than just a feeling or opinion. It's a deep-seated passion that remains constant regardless of popular opinion or societal norms. It's a strong feeling or passion for or against something. More specifically, we are talking about personal convictions. Now, these are, I guess, what you would call gray areas in the Bible. So obviously, the Bible is clear on some things that you should and should not do. But there are some things that the Bible does not specifically say you should not do this or you should do this. And those are what we call the gray areas. And that's where convictions really come into play. So I'm going to go ahead and give you some examples of some Christian personal convictions. For example, the kind of music you listen to, what you wear, what you eat. Now, it's important to note that somebody's personal conviction is not another person's personal conviction. And that's really what you have to understand is just because you feel convicted in in your spirit not to do something does not make it wrong for another Christian if they are doing it, you know, and this is and this is where the gray areas come in. I am not talking about things that the Bible specifically prohibits. I'm talking about the gray areas that it doesn't specifically say. So let me go ahead and find some verses. So Romans 14 is where you will find this information about convictions. I'm going to read the whole thing, but I'm going to read it in little sections and then comment on it. So I'm going to start at the very top. As for the one who is weak in faith, welcome him, but not to quarrel over opinions. One person believes he may eat anything, while the weak person eats only vegetables. Let not the one who eats despise the one who abstains, and let not the one who abstains pass judgment on the one who eats, for God has welcomed him. Now, when I read these verses, obviously, I think about vegans. So what this is telling me is if there is a Christian vegan and a Christian non-vegan, they are not to judge one another for their choices. If the vegan feels in their heart and in their spirit that it is wrong to eat meat, then they should abstain from it. They should not do it. But that doesn't make it wrong for the other person who does eat the meat um, because they don't feel it in their spirit and in their heart that it is wrong, if that makes any sense. Now, this next verse, I believe, is referring to holidays because I know there are Christians that celebrate some holidays or all holidays, and there are some Christians that don't. So... I'm going to go ahead and read this next verse, Romans 14, 5. One person esteems one day as better than another, while another esteems all days alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. So, who is right and who is wrong? If in your spirit you are convicted, 
and feel like you should not celebrate that holiday, then don't. But if you really don't see the wrong in it and you see more of the innocence and you don't feel guilty, then I believe this is what this is telling us is that it should, if you are convinced in your mind, then that's what you should rely on. Now, what would you do if you are with somebody who feels convicted in their heart not to do something, but you are doing it? What should you do in that instance? Should you still participate in it because you don't feel like it's wrong, but you know for them it is wrong? Well, on Romans 14, 13, it states, Therefore, let us not pass judgment on one another any longer, but rather decide never to put a stumbling block or hindrance in the way of a brother. I know and am persuaded in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in itself, but it is unclean for anyone who thinks it is unclean. For if your brother is grieved by what you eat, you are no longer walking in love. By what you eat, do not destroy the one for whom Christ died. So do not let what you regard as good be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Whoever thus serves Christ is acceptable to God and approved by men. So then let us pursue what makes for peace and for mutual upbuilding. Romans 14.20 Everything is indeed clean, but it is wrong for anyone to make another stumble by what he eats. It is good not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything that causes your brother to stumble. The faith that you have, keep between yourself and God. So if you are completely okay with eating meat, but you are around, let's say, a friend who feels in their heart that it is wrong to eat meat, should you be eating meat around them, causing them to potentially stumble and maybe give in to eating the meat? No, you should not. Now, notice it says um, anything that causes your brother to stumble. This does not mean you can never eat meat because your friend doesn't eat meat. No, but if you are around this person, then logically you think, you know what, I'm going to be around them and I know how they feel in their heart about this and I just don't want them to stumble or fall into temptation and do something that in their heart they are convicted not to do. Then you should not do it. And then Romans 14, 22 Blessed is the one who has no reason to pass judgment on himself for what he approves. But whoever has doubts is condemned if he eats because the eating is not from faith. For whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. If you feel in your heart and spirit that you should not be doing something, and remember we're talking about gray areas. We're not talking about things that God clearly prohibits. These are just gray areas that, you you know, it's like, Everybody does it kind of differently. If you feel in your heart and your spirit that you should not do it, even the slightest doubt, you should not, or it is sin for you. And before I tell you guys my personal convictions, I'm going to read one last verse on Romans 15. We who are strong have an obligation to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good to build him up. For Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. Okay, now I'm going to go ahead and share my personal convictions with you guys. Now, like I said in throughout this whole episode, your convictions could be different than mine. They could be the same. Neither of us is wrong. We have to be fully convinced in our heart, in our minds, and in our spirits. Um, and remember also what I mentioned in the beginning, that convictions are strong feeling or passion for or against something. 
Okay, so the first one I wrote down is music. I am heavily convicted in the kinds of music I listen to. I mostly listen to Christian music and I love it so much. But I just cannot listen to earthly music or any songs that talk about sex, drugs, money, cheating, or anything that normalizes things that are prohibited in the Bible. Um, this I want to say this started maybe two years ago. Before that, I could jam to anything, popular music, blast it up. I don't care. It was fun. But now I'm just like, I'm very convicted and I just cannot. It's just something in my spirit that just tells me no. And it's just, I don't know. It makes like my spirit tremble. Like, oh, I don't want to listen to it. Oh, it's just, oh, I, I, I can't explain it. But when you know, you know, when you're convicted of something, you, you know that feeling. Now I do say, I will say that I do listen to some songs that are not necessarily Christian, but they're not necessarily bad or evil. For example, like a love song from a Spanish artist, and it's just talking about how a woman is in love with a guy. I mean, I for me, I feel like that's innocent. But if that song was talking about how she's cheating on her husband because she's in love with this other guy, no, I'm not listening to it. So, yeah. Next thing I wrote down is movies, y'all. I used to be able to watch horror movies back in the day, no problem. But now I'm just convicted in my spirit that something just tells me, nope, you're not going to watch this. You cannot watch this. You are not going to watch this. And I just, I cannot do horror movies. I can't. I haven't watched one in a long time. And I just, I don't know. I don't know why. I just feel like when you expose yourself to those kind of things and you know how horror movies can get very realistic and bloody, oh, I cannot. I cannot handle that and, you know, why would I put myself through something like that when I know in my spirit that I just, I should not. So, I don't. I mostly watch, like, comedy movies and my conviction also extends to what kind of comedy movies I watch. If they are, let's say, dumb comedy movie about teenagers and sex, like, no, I'm not gonna watch that. I just mostly watch innocent kinds of movies. I just... It's my conviction. I don't watch anything that really normalizes things that the Bible prohibits or that God would be angry about. The next conviction I wrote down is saying grace. Um, now, I know we're supposed to thank God for the food, but I just, if I forget or don't do it, I just feel weird. I, I cannot eat without saying grace, even if it's in my head or out loud or whatever. I just have to thank God for the food and to help me help the needy and to take care of us and bless us every time I eat, even if it's a little snack, you guys, the Lord just convicts me to just thank him every time. And you know what? Now thinking about it, it's probably because I tend to complain a lot about things that I don't have that I should really be appreciating what I do have. So yeah, that's one of my convictions. Now this next one is kind of random and I will warn you, you might end up being convicted with the same conviction after you hear this. Um, but every time I hear an ambulance or a siren, I have to pray. I always, always have to pray that whatever's going on, whatever emergency, whoever call that number, that they are okay and everything goes out, turns out okay. Now I know not, it's not going to be effective all the time, but you know what? Prayer changes things. And if my prayer can help a person like that, even if I will never know if it helped, then yes, I'm going to do it. But yes, every time I hear an ambulance, immediately in my head, I pray for them. Every time. <laughs> the next one is on eating pork. I do not eat pork. 
Now, it first started because I guess I grew up going to an Adventist, Seventh-day Adventist church. I don't consider myself a Seventh-day Adventist anymore, but their thing is that you cannot eat pork. And I have grew up not eating pork. My parents never ate pork, and so I just didn't. But now... I don't really consider myself that. I'm just more of like a, just a, a Christian, um, I guess more so leaning towards Baptist. I still cannot eat pork. I'm just convicted that I shouldn't eat it. And I know God said he made all things clean, but he also said that it is unclean for whoever thinks it is unclean. And for me, I just feel like pigs are very dirty. They eat everything. They're toxic and their meat is probably toxic. So in my heart and in my spirit, I'm convinced that they are unclean and I should just refrain from eating them. So I don't eat pork. The last one might be controversial to some people, but it is on drinking alcohol. Now, the Bible prohibits being drunk. That, you know, we all have to agree on getting drunk is prohibited. God does not approve of drunkenness. But I'm more so talking about just drinking, you know, like alcohol where you don't get drunk, just a little beer or a little alcoholic drink or whatever i do not drink at all i'm just convicted that i just should abstain from drinking at all i just don't understand it back in the day i have tried it and to me honestly it tastes like drinking perfume i don't understand the hype and i don't think i ever even care to but i just i'm convicted in my heart that i just should not be participating in any drinking but you know if another christian takes a drink and they don't get drunk and they are convinced in their mind and in their spirit that it's okay, then they are approved by God, just as he said. But if you feel guilty about it, you should not. Now, just like I mentioned earlier, if you have a history of drinking and then you are changed and you no longer drink, should you be hanging out with people that drink? Probably not because you're going to be tempted and you're going to fall into temptation And likewise, for those people, should they be drinking around their friend who no longer drinks? No, because they're going to make them stumble and fall into temptation. Okay, so those were my personal convictions. Like I said, these are mine, so yours might be different. And just remember that your conviction is not someone else's. Do not condemn them for having different convictions than you. These are all God-inspired. These are all things that God places in our hearts individually Everybody has a different purpose, and for whatever purpose, God put these convictions on you, on me. They are for His will and to serve His perfect plan for our lives. So I'm going to go ahead and share other people's convictions that they shared with me. Now, these are in no particular order, but the first one I have written down is gossiping. I know some people are very convicted in that area. They tend to gossip so much. Um, The second thing I wrote down is the clothing that you wear. There are some Christian women that are convicted to only wear skirts. Um, Now, I feel like Christian women should dress modest, but how exactly? I feel like it's everyone's personal conviction. For example, for me, I don't feel convicted to only wear skirts. However, I do feel like I should be dressing modest and not you know, dressing provocatively. The next one I have written down is dancing. This is a big one. Lots of disagreements on Christian people, whether they should dance or whether they should not. Some see it as wrong. Some see it as not wrong. I feel like this is a personal conviction. Again, if in your spirit and heart, God is telling you, you should not be doing this. You should not be a part of this. Then you should not. 
then again, you know, it just, it's, it's so hard because these are all gray areas, you guys. These are, these are all really gray areas and it really comes down to like pinpointing little things. Like my, for me, I don't feel like dancing is wrong when it's done tastefully. If it's done very like nasty and all up on the floor in front of people, no. I don't think that's right. At least for me, I will not dance like that. But if it's just, you know, like a cultural kind of music and you're just dancing with family, you know, having fun, I feel like it's okay. But uh, but then again, if you feel like a trunk to even participate in any kind of dancing, you should not. Remember what I said, if you're convicted that way, you shouldn't be participating in any kind of dancing if that's a conviction that God has given you. So that is going to wrap up our episode for today. Let's go ahead and end with a prayer. Father, I pray that this message blesses the listener. I pray that you help them grow their faith and their wisdom in the word. And I pray that they continue to seek out answers for their questions. And I pray that you are able to impart the wisdom onto me so that I can deliver your message onto the listeners. Father God, you know I only do this podcast only for you and the listeners, not for myself. So I pray that you use me so that I can communicate your word onto these listeners, onto these people that are trying to learn more about you. Maybe this person never reads their Bible. Maybe they don't understand it. Maybe they don't know where to start. Maybe they're just curious. Maybe they don't even believe in you. But whatever the reason, God, whatever the situation for the person who is listening to this, I pray that you speak to their heart. I pray that you guide them in their walk with Christ. And I pray that they have a blessed day and thank you for everything that you do. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.